Hallelujah. Let us go to God in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, we just want to say thank you, oh God. Woo! God, we just say thank you today, God. Hallelujah, God, we say thank you, God. God, you allow us to come into your place, your place of worship, oh God. We just thank you today. God, you done blessed us when you woke us up this morning. You done blessed us when you let us breathe this morning. You done blessed us, oh God, when you let us walk on our own two feet this morning. You done blessed us, oh God, when you let us clothe ourselves this morning. God, you just done blessed us throughout after all of our lives, God. We just want to say thank you today, God. God, you're so good. You're so merciful. You're so kind. God, we love you today, God. Hallelujah. 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 God, we just thank you today. God, as we've been reading in our lessons about how good you are to us. God, you are just so good to us. You are just so good to us. Father, you're just so good to us. Everything we need, you've already supplied. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You are our provider. You are everything that we need. You are our shelter. You are our protector. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. You're so, you're so wonderful. You're so wonderful and you're so awesome. So many times, God, we think of you in another way. But your word shows us that you are greater and bigger than what we think, oh God. And God, and I thank you, God, for you showing us in your word that you take pleasure in blessing us. You take pleasure in healing us. You take pleasure in delivering us. You take pleasure in bringing us out of trouble. You take pleasure in fighting our battles. You take pleasure. And I thank you, oh God, because we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. But God, I thank you, oh God. Because somebody, oh God, was sick, but they well today. Somebody, oh God, had been in a hospital before, but they're out of the hospital today. Somebody done had some procedures, but they're out of them today, oh God. God, there may be, there are some, oh God, going in tomorrow. Father, and I'm asking God in the name of Jesus, and I thank you in advance for the victory that's in, that you have already given Minister Britton, oh God. And she get ready to have her procedure. God, I thank you for the victory, oh God. I thank you for the glory that you're going to get. I thank you for the glory that you're going to get through this procedure, oh God. Not just her, oh God, but for those, oh God, who are grieving right now, God. Father, there's also some, oh God, who are going through something right now. It could be sickness. It could be finances. It could be whatever. But God, this is my prayer that through it all, God, that you get the glory. You get the glory, oh God. Help us not to focus on our problems, but God, help us to lean on our own understanding. But in all our ways, God, help us to acknowledge you, and you will direct our paths, oh God. Father God, I thank you, oh God, today. Father God, I thank you for your word today, God. 
And I thank you for your messenger, God, that you brought for us today, oh God. Speak through her, oh God, that we may hear what you're telling your church, God. And Father God, if there's anybody in today here, oh God, who, 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 who was not right in your sight, we may look good to one another, but if we are not right in your sight, I'm asking you to strip us down, oh God. Clean us up and make us right, make us whole. But also, God, if the atmosphere ain't right, Father God, allow your Holy Spirit to shift this atmosphere. Rock these windows. Rock these pews. Knock down the ceilings. Move these walls. Make the floorboards hot. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody came in with a don't feel like it, oh God. But God, because of all the things that you have done, how can we say we don't feel like anything when it comes to you? Because the last time I checked, you woke us up this morning. Last time I checked, you saw us on our way. Last time I checked, you are God, and you're God by yourself. You don't need me, but we need you, and we want to say thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, this is your service prayer. Father God, we ask you to move in this place. Deliver who needs to be delivered. Work it out for whoever needs to be worked out. But most importantly, oh God, just move in this place. Move in this place. Set somebody's soul on fire. And let those that are not saved come screaming, what must I do to be saved? To believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall be saved. In your son, Jesus' name. We thank you, oh God. We love you. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because. Because he first loved me. His name is so wonderful. Hallelujah, Lord God. His name is above every name. Oh, how I love him. Oh, God, his name is so sweet. Thank the Lord. We praise God for Jesus Christ. Head of my life, we praise God for my pastor, um, uh, Lady Lack, for our ministers of the gospel, for our Sunday school staff, and everybody, and all, it's just everybody in Jesus Christ today. We thank the Lord, and we praise God for this opportunity to share the word of God with you. Amen. That you may be encouraged in the Lord. Amen. Father, we thank you for this day and this opportunity. I am thy vessel, O God. I surrender myself totally and completely unto you. Lord, that not my will, but that thy will be done. Lord, that Ophelia decrease, and God, that you increase in me. Speak today, Lord. God, unless you speak, I don't have a word to give. But if you speak, O God, then we will have a word. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless the Lord. I am going to read one verse and you can take your seat uh, for 
uh, beginning. In Galatians 2 and 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I, no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let me be seated. Amen. We know that what that really means and what does tell us to be crucified with Christ means to death or separation from the reigning and controlling of the power of the sinful life and freedom to experience the power of resurrection life of Christ by faith. Thank the Lord. And you know, as lately, we have been, it's the Sunday school conference. I may not do so much preaching, but I want to just talk for you. Can I just talk with you? Amen. 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 So what it is, as we have been having Sunday school lessons, and in the Sunday school lessons, they have been awesome. The last few Sundays, for those of you who don't come to Sunday school, we have been talking about Revelations. And Revelation is teaching us about the coming of Christ. And, you know, as we look around and we see the signs of the time, we find that the Christ is soon to come because the signs of the times are all around us. So, therefore, in the word of God, what he's teaching us to prepare ourselves and to get ready for his return. And the one thing I've learned uh, before we get into the next part of our scriptures come from Romans 6, 1 through 14, uh, is that we have to be ready and prepared. And we find that in learning and in, in the word of God and in Sunday school, there is so much to obtain and to gain. And it all comes through reading and studying the word of God. And you know, the thing that I find out about Sunday school is that a lot of times we come in and we learn so much from each other. For those of you who don't come, I want to encourage you. We learn so much because when we get into discussion and start talking, the Lord speaks to A, B, C, D, G. And by the time we bring it all together, all of us have gotten a better understanding of what it is that God's requiring of all of us. Not only does he speak to us through his word, we're developing relationship with each other. So Sunday school is very important because the Bible is our dictionary, or, or we may say, uh, where we get our biblical truth from, to way to live, to tell us how to live. Amen. Amen. So you really need to take the time. And I know it's at 930. But you know what? It'll be worth getting up and coming. It is really worth it. Let's get into our word for today. And I am going to give just what I've, I've spent time through the week reading and studying and reading and studying and listening and whatever. But I'm going to give you just what God has given me for today. Okay. It says, Romans 6, 1 through 14, read. I am going to read some, and then we're going to talk about it. 
it starts out, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And it says, certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer therein? And if you not known as, do, or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ unto his death, therefore we are buried with him through baptism into his death, that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so. We also should walk in the newness of life. Now, I want to talk about, this message is going to be about walking in the newness of life. Okay. What the word teaches us, that once we accept Christ in our lives, as believers, then sin should no longer be in control of your life. Every once in a while, as uh, uh, whenever we read the word of God, we need to take an inventory of our life, our walk, and our relationship with God to see where we are. And as you read the word of God and the word of God speaks to you, you need to be applying it to your everyday life living. The word of God is not just something for you to read and discuss in your off time or to read and tell it to somebody else, the word of God is really your instructions of how to live. And if you don't ever pick up the word of God and read it or study it, then how are you going to know what God requires? How are you going to develop a relationship with God? How are you going to know that the truth is in the word of God. How do you know that you are you, you can have salvation? How is it that you're going to know you can be healed? How is it that you know you can be delivered? How do you know you can get help when you're in trouble? You won't even begin to know the promises of God until you get into the word of God. And, you know, a lot of people spend a lot of money going to college. And that's good. And ain't nothing wrong with that. People are prepared for their life, their, their, their natural life. Uh, 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 through college, they get that degree because they want that special job. And they want to be in that special position. But I want you to know that the word of God, you don't have to have an education to understand the word of God. The Lord has promised us if we lack wisdom, if we ask of him, he will give it to us, and he'll give it to us liberally. But you have to ask, and you have to have a desire and an open heart to receive. Because it is the word of God that brings changes in our life. Christ describes the yoke of sin in our lives through the word of God. In Matthew, he said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burdens are light and free. What the yoke is, the instructions that God gives in his word, how to live holy and how to walk in him. 
Because what he said is, they that come after me must deny themselves. Take up their cross and follow me. And if you listen and take up your cross and follow him, then your life will bring about change from the old life into the new life. And then it goes on. It says, for, we have, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we should be in the likeness of his resurrection. See, you ain't going to know that unless you get into the word. You won't know about the resurrection. You won't even understand the resurrection. You know, uh, we've been talking about, and I know comments been made about revelation and not being afraid to go there, but everything is in there. That it, uh, from, from, what, from Genesis to Revelation, the revelation is the conclusion of what was in Genesis. It is how we are to live, and it's about the promises that God promised us. It tells about when we are resurrected, how we ought to be with the, when we get the resurrected body. Everybody ain't going to get a resurrected body. I mean, they'll get one, but it won't be one that to go with God. We all get a resurrected body, but some will be unto Christ and some will be unto condemnation. But the point is, we want to learn the word, so we want, to want to, we want the resurrection that Christ offers. And it's in knowing this, that your old man was crucified with him. That your body of sin might be done away with. That we should no longer serve sin. What it says, oh, all life when you accept Christ in your life. Your old life. The old you. The old man that lived in you. Has been put to death. And now you are risen brand new. You have a new life in Christ. Crucified. Your life has been crucified. Christ pulled you, pulled himself into you. Now the thing about it, if you don't know the word of God, then you don't know that. Because we find that where we, the, what, what, uh, it said that the old man has been crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Some of us are still slaves of sin. Some of us have accepted Christ in our lives. But because we have not spent time reading the word of God, we have not spent time getting to know God. We have not spent time uh, finding out what the Lord say about getting rid of the old man. And we are being deceived. And every time you know that God, uh, you accept Christ in your life and your sins has been forgiven. A lot of people don't know that because they don't apply the word of God. But what it tells you, if you apply the word of God, learn what God says and reply the word of God to your life, sin won't have no control over you. Sin is still controlling a whole lot of people that has accepted Christ because they don't reply the word of God because they don't know what the word says. They pray and ask God to forgiveness for something and that so the enemy bring it by and they're in that root again. 
And every time they pray to say, devil brings it back and say, no, you ain't forgiven. This or that. You don't even know that God has already taken care of you once he forgives you and you are forgiven. And he said he take your sins and he cast them into the depths of the sea. And once he forgives you, he don't remember no more. Only the accuser, only the accuser remembers that and brings them back to you. But if you learn what the word of God says and to learn to speak over your life what the word of God says about you and about who you are, then sin won't be able to control your life. You will walk in the newness of life. Because once you accept Christ, you've been made brand new. You've been adopted into the family of God. And as being in the family of God, you got shot. You God child. Amen. And Satan can't do anything to you unless the God give them permission. And we learned that from Job. When Job was going through the uh, Jesus, God said, "Did you try my servant Job?" And then uh, he, uh, uh, he said, uh, "God, I mean, he said, you put a hedge around him, and you were protecting him, so I can't get to him." He said, but if you move the hedge, I'll get to him, and he'll curse you. But I want you to know uh, Satan can do anything until God moved the hedge. We as children of God, Satan can't do anything as long as God got the hedge rung us. Unless you're walking in sin. Now, if you're walking in sin and you chose not to repent, then you open the door to sin. And when sin is there, then the enemy can sneak in. But we need to walk in the newness of life. And this is why we need the word of God. We need to learn and say the word, let the word of God become a lamp unto your feet. Light up the pathway in which you ought to walk and where you ought to go. Tells you who good God is. Oh God, work a miracle in you. But we have to allow God and we have to apply the word of God. The word of God is so precious. It is so precious. And we spend so much time doing a whole lot of other things. And we find that what time we get through doing all of that, we don't have time for the word. But the word of God is good. Even if you take it and read it, just one scripture a day. Start with just one. Amen. And then you'll find that if it starts getting good, you form a habit. You know, it ain't hard to find a habit. It is a, reading the Bible is a good habit. And if you read just one scripture and every day read one, you'll find yourself finding time to read even more. And the more you read, God will give you understanding. He'll open up your knowledge. He'll reveal things to you even those with degrees cannot pick up. God can give revelations. Amen. Beyond the word. But see, when you, I find that when I read the word sometime and I read it, it's like, Lord, I don't quite, I'm not getting, quite getting it. I have to read it, reread it, go back, read it some more, reread it, and go and just meditate on it. Because the word of God said, if you meditate on the word of God, we need to meditate on it. That just be something you just read it. But you to meditate on it and let it sink deep down in your heart into your inner soul. 
And when the word of God sinks in your heart and to your inner soul, it transforms your life. It changes everything. It changes the way you walk. It changes the way you talk. It changes what you do. It changes how you treat the people. It changes you. You'll find that you would be like what Paul said. It is no longer I that live, but it's the Christ that lives in me. Who is it that you got living in you? Who is it that you controls your life? Who is talking to you? Who is guiding you? See, that's why we need an inventory every once in a while. We need to check on who's talking to us. We have to check on what information is being placed into us. What are we doing? Inventory. Walk in the word of God. It says, for he who has died has been freed from sin. If we died with Christ, we believe that we should no longer live with him, knowing Christ have been raised from the dead. Death have no more. Have been raised, have been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer have dominion over you. If you died in Christ, if you accept Christ in your life, that means you died in him. Amen. And when you died in him, the same way Christ rose from the dead, you rise up in a newness of life. Amen. And sin has no more control of you. You no longer are accountable to the world, but now you're accountable to God. And then when you're accountable to God, then you need to walk in Christ because Christ controls your life. Amen. And we are no longer of ourselves, but we are of God. We are of God. But if you're still holding on to your life, If you're still holding on to it, and I now allow God to fully change you, then Christ is not, God is not in control. Because he said in his word to be counter-minded, it's enemy, enemy against God. You cannot do your own thing and walk in your own way and have it your way and think Christ is there. He wants to be Lord. When you're driving a car, you are holding the steering wheel. You are mashing the paddle, the gas. And if somebody else reaches over there and try to do what you're doing, you get troubles. And you aim for an accident. When you are in Christ, Christ is in the driver's seat. He should be holding the steering wheel. He should be doing the guiding. He should be doing the leading. He should be doing everything in you. But if it's the opposite, you're headed for trouble. Because if he's told the Spirit said to you, go right, you turn left. And if he say to you, dangerous on the road, make a stop. And if you go anywhere, 
you get into you into danger, you in trouble. He warns us. The Holy Spirit talks with us. He warns us to let us know that we need to stop and make some changes. Or we need to take another route. And it goes on and says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you shouldn't obey the lust thereof. Do not present your members as instrument of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. And your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin should have no, should not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. And like we talked about before, if sin is yet controlling your life, don't misunderstand me, we all sin. Because we are saved by God's grace, and none of us are perfect. But I tell you what, what the Word of God said, and if you don't know that, then you'll go back and think that everything is wrong. The Word of God says in, in John, it says uh, to, if you sin, 1 and 9, 1 John 1 and 9, to confess your sin. And when you confess your sin, God is faithful to forgive. And when you forgive, he renews you. And you don't have to start over again. You just go from there. But you need to confess. You need to make it right. See, a lot of times we make, we do wrong, but we don't want to confess and we don't want to make it right. God has given provision for everything that is in our life. He has made it available unto us that we may walk perfectly in him. He said, be holy because I am holy. Some may say, well, I can't be holy because I live in this world. Yes, you can be. Because every time you sin, all you got to do is go to God and, say, and repent and say, forgive me. And he wipes it out. He loves us just that much. Just that much. He gave us life so that we can have a right to the tree of life. But it's up to, up to walk in, in him. He offered the instructions. When you go to school, no teacher takes the book and plants your face into it, and that's not that I know of, and say, here, get, read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. And put, ain't nobody can make you read it. Ain't nobody can make you receive it. Nobody can change your life but God. But we have to, in turn, take it upon ourselves because we love God. And because we want to walk in the will of the God, of the Lord, to know what he says when he said, take my yoke upon you. What is the yoke? Where is it? How do I get it? Through the word of God. And he said to learn of me. My yokes are easy. My burdens are light and free. You know, in the natural life, our burdens are so heavy. It carries such weight upon us. It is like walking around with a sack on your back. Amen. Did you ever read, I think, what it's called? Bunyan? The, Paul Bunyan, the story by Paul Bunyan. 
and he talks about the weight that he was carrying. And he said he was going around with this weight and he was going everywhere trying to figure out how to get rid of the weight. And then the Christian came along and told him how to get rid of it and what to do. Sometimes we carry so much weight. And the word of God, in the word of God, it tells us how to get rid of the weight. It tells us how to get rid of it. But we have to take the time to get into the word to find out what God says about releasing the weight. Some of us complain, 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 complain. But you don't need to get into the word of God to get the help that you need. Your help is in the word of God. And, the word, and Jesus said when he was leaving, he said, I'll send you a helper. You got the word of God. But the helper is the Holy Spirit who will come when you read the word. If you don't understand it, he'll open the word up to you. And if you use the excuse, I can't read. It's not an excuse. My dad couldn't read. He never learned how to read. He could only write his name. But I tell you what, I don't know how he learned the Bible. But I tell you what, when we were reading and we missed the word, he knew exactly what we missed. He said, go back and reread it. The Holy Spirit. Oh, God, when you want to walk with God, if you really want to walk with God, if you really want to get to know God, if you really want to live a life in Christ, you ain't got no excuse. The Holy Spirit is available to all of us. He ain't just with the pastor. He ain't just with the deacon. He ain't just with the ministers. He is for everybody. He's to come out to me all. Everybody. The invitation is to everybody. There is no excuse. There is no excuse. And I tell you what, if you come to him, you will find that you don't be walking in lust. That's one of the big things in the Bible and the scriptures about lust, our feelings. They won't get uh, uh, destroyed so easily if we were in the word of God because you'll learn what God says. We won't compromise the word of God because you'll know what God says. You'll know the truth of the word. You'll know that no matter what's going on, God is going to make a way and help you to get through it. So we won't be compromising. We won't be telling lies to get what we want when we need to tell the truth. Because the Holy Spirit will speak and let you know, don't do that. And if you hear it, so many people tell untruth to get what they want. But the word of God said not to compromise. You know, on this past week, I might share this. On this past week, when the budget, you know, when you got the RG budget, when you get to the end, the budget, they, 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 uh, between August and September, they told it up. So the woman, uh, the bill came and it was like about close to $400. And I said, you know what? I ain't got no $400 to give them. So I call and it's like, okay, let me see what I can do. I call. And in my calling, I'm talking, she's, you know what, we can, we can probably uh, do, she's, well, you can pay $50 and uh, we'll, you know, budget out over to the next few months, few months. 
But then she said, you know what, we got another plan and all you got to do is just fill out. But we'll have to ask you a whole lot of questions concerning your finance. And she said, when, when you give it to me, then we can figure it out. You can have this $10, just do $10 a month instead. And as we're doing it and we started, I'm hearing the Lord said, don't do that because you ain't going to qualify. But I said, okay, let's see. So we started talking and she started asking questions. She said, who lived with you? And first I was slow and it's like, okay, my son was, I said, but I'm hearing the Lord to be honest. My son, I said, well, yeah, my son is here, but he's uh, here like five days a week and uh, other five. She said, well, no, he's a visitor. Okay. So then it goes on and she said, uh, well, how much money, what bills do you pay? I gave her the rundown. What money you got in the bank? It's like, again, it's like, if I tell her this, then it ain't going to happen. But the Lord said, be honest. Tell her the truth. So when we got to the end, and I said, I didn't qualify for that. She said, no, you didn't. I already knew that. But the point was, there was that temptation to compromise. Okay? There was that temptation to compromise. Because, see, I'm a widow. I live by myself. I live on Social Security so I can easily compromise. But the Lord said, no, I promise to take care of you. God is good. Some of us always compromise to get what we want. Oh, God, the God said, tell the truth. You know why? Because I had made a commitment and said, Lord, I'm yours. I am yours. I surrender. And earlier in the week, he was talking to me, like for the past few weeks, to how to lean and depend on him. Oh, God, God is good, y'all. Amen. But we compromise sometimes to get what we want. That sin that we don't want to commit, we commit it anyway to get what we want. Compromise. The lust of the flesh. Compromise. Hallelujah, Lord God. But God is. Because you know what I thought about? I thought of all the co-pays. I have a series of doctor's appointments. Uh, my, my life is being difficult right now. I have a series of specialists that I've been going to for the past, I think, three or four months. But you know what? God is good. And each one of these co-payers for it out. But you know what? God is good. And you know, I started looking at it and said, no, God said, I promise. But God has provided. He has never let me down. So he taught me. He spoke to me a long time ago. And he said, I want you to learn how to lean and depend on me. He said, you won't see it in the bank. But if you trust me, I'll make a way. And you know what? He has not let me down yet. I pay tithes and I said, Lord, I don't want to give up the tithes. 
I want to definitely, I don't want to increase that. I don't want to make it little. I want to increase and make it some more. But God has been providing. Because he is God. And you see, I want you to learn how to trust me. Even when you can't see your way through. Trust me anyhow. And that's what God wants from all of us. He wants to be first place in our lives. We cannot walk any kind of life and live in Christ. Just as Paul said, I have been crucified. My flesh has been put to death. We need to modify, kill our flesh. So we can walk in the will of God. If you don't destroy your flesh and destroy your way of life and set aside all these odds and ends, in Galatians it tells you about all the works of the flesh. In Revelation we have been reading about the works of the flesh. And the Bible said that those that do these things will have no part in the kingdom of God. Crucify. Put to death your flesh. Walk in God. He is God. He's not short. His hands are not short. He has everything that you have in need of. He can take care of your children. He can take care of your bad, your, 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 your physical and mental needs. And I want to say to you today, walk in the Lord. Walk in the Lord. You can't have it both ways. You have to either walk with God or walk in yourself. And if you're doing it to satisfy, you're walking to satisfy your flesh, you will die. You'll think Christ is in you, but you'll find that he's not. Because you know every time you commit sin, or you do something contrary to the word of God. I don't know about y'all. But when I do something contrary to the word of God. I don't feel God's presence. It's an awful feeling. It's an awful feeling. It's an awful feeling. Oh God. When I can't feel God. When I can't hear from God. When God ain't talking to me. I have a problem. Oh God I have to go backtrack. Lord, what did I do? Where did I go wrong? How do I fix this? I need to hear from you. I need your presence. When I sit in the morning to read the word of God and I'm not hearing anything and he's not revealing anything to me and nothing is moving. I know something is out of order. And I know I need to make something right. So I don't know how it is with you, with Christ. But he's my Lord. He's my father. He's my keeper. He's my deliverer. He's my healer. He is my uh, teacher. He is my everything. I say to you today, Take an inventory of your life. Get into the word of God. 
see where you are and see what it is that you're in need of. And then go to God and talk to him. And let him reveal how you need to and where you need to start at. And I say to you today, keep me in prayer. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. We ask you to stand to your feet. You've heard the word from the Lord telling us that our flesh need to be crucified. That we cannot walk in him and have the blessings that he has promised if our flesh is yet controlling our lives. And if you have accepted Christ and that's how the flesh is controlling your life, then you need to Go to God, and you need to repent, so the altar is here. And if you're here and you have never accepted Christ, and you are just one, just wandering all over the place, here and there, going to and forth, then you need Christ in your life. And I extend an invitation to you today that the word of God said, come and take my yoke upon you and learn of me. My yokes are easy, light, and free. He will provide and give you that new life that you are in need of. And in the new life, all things pass away and all things become new. Come at this time. Thank you, Lord. While we're all still standing, let's go to God in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for sure showing us again. Not that something new. This is again. You're telling us again how to have a new life in you. God, we thank you, oh God, for reminding us that if, if we are comfortable in sin, then we are not in you. Father God, thank you for being everything that we need, oh God. Thank you, O God, for giving us your word. Your word will show us the direction we need to be headed in. How can we give our, said that Jesus is our, is our new life and yet live in old ways? Father God, how can you uh, give us new wine in these old wine skins that we are? Father God, I thank you for your word. And I thank you, O God, that as we are here today, Father God, that you still let us know through your word that, that somebody here knows that they're not living comfortably, oh God. But God, it is in your word, oh God, that shows them how to get it right and keep it right. Father God, we thank you for your word today. Father God, we thank you for our preacher of the, of the hour. And we ask you, God, in the name of Jesus, that you continue to pour into her, overflow her in the name of Jesus. Not just her, but everyone in here, oh God. Father God, we thank you for the word being, being, being brought forth. And we thank you for your word being in this place. And Father God, we thank you for being all that we need. And we thank you, God, for revelation. In your son Jesus' name, for Christ's sake, we pray, Lord. And also, God, as you get ready to leave this place, not out of your sight, oh God, we ask you, God, let the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit to rest, rule, and abide with us now and forever. And also, God, as you get ready to leave this place, oh God, we ask you, oh God, that as we bring our offerings to you, oh Heavenly Father, we ask you, God, in the name of Jesus, to do what your word says that you will do with it. 
Father God, your word says, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together and running over. And Father God, your word also shows, oh God, that when we bring our tithes into the storehouse that you said in your word that you open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we wouldn't have room enough to receive. But as we've learned this week, oh God, your word told us that if we want more, we have to prepare for more. We have to prepare for, for greater. We have to knock down some walls. We have to not open up some doors and let the let your glory come on in. Let the blessings come on in. And Father God, do what you do and be God in our lives. That every step we take, oh God, that people don't see us, that they see you, God, in your son Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you. Amen. 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 Put your hands together and give God some praise. Amen. As we get ready to 